blow the dust off your old games. Ready your light gun and press start on your controller as your hosts Alan Price and Chris Vint load up and deploy Operation Retroshock. And welcome to episode 7 of Operation Retroshock. I'm Alan Price, alongside me as always is... And he's not even going to talk. You're not going to talk about yourself this time? No, I don't want to. Alright, fair enough. Anyway, I will... I'm trying to behave myself because we've got a guest. Well, yes, that is true. And uh, I would like to introduce our guest. Uh, Would you please uh, say your name, guest, please? Hi there, my name is Luke Nicholas. (laughs) What? Who's this guy? What, what did you what, did you check the number? Yep. Uh, uh, Terribly sorry, sir. We seem to have um, got the wrong telephone number. Oh, you're an idiot. Um, sorry to disturb you there, sir. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll not talk to you soon because I've no idea who you are. Get the Shut other person. What the f- did you do that for? <sighs> Sick. Let me do this. Hello, is that Sween Hollick? Uh, yes, this is Sween Hollick, also known as Luke Nicholas. Fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, we've just made complete a of ourselves. Oh, dear. Okay, yeah, now let's stop swearing all together, because we have a guest here. Uh, sorry, we didn't know that was you, Luke slash Sween. What do we call you by? Do we call you Turtle Man, or Bebop, <laughs> Rocksteady, Wolverine winner... Oh, uh, call me whatever you like, so long as it's, you know, rated PG, we don't want <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of beeps to be going in anyway. Yeah, so, uh, so um, Luke, I keep going to say Swain, it's a natural reflex. <laughs> Luke, oh, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, obviously, we have a game that Alan and I have picked out, and uh, because you were the special guest, special being in inverted commas, um, <laughs> we thought it would be only fitting for, to give you um, two games to pick. Um, so, obviously, the first of them is one that's quite dear to our hearts. And Alan, what's the first game that we're going to discuss? Well, the first game on our list for the today's show is uh, Resident Evil. It's going to be, we've done five earlier on in our episodes, but we're going to concentrate on one through four. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, Luke's pick. So yes. my hat's off to you, Luke, for picking actually good games instead of picking something like, I don't know, uh, we'll go with Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Moonwalker? <laughs> Moonwalker. Sorry. <laughs> A bit of country there. Uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker for the poor kids. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, this is Luke. I apologise for this show. We're going to be a bit random today. We're uh, stocking up on the Coca Cola. I w- would say Coke, but people think we're dealing in drugs. <laughs> no sweat, man. No sweat. Okay. Oh, the second subject, of course, is uh, why we're all here. Really, for this episode, uh, it is the thing that is most close to Luke's heart, and that subject is going. Masters to- of the Universe. No. <laughs> it is. You told me. You told me earlier on that it was. No. Yes. Luke, do you want to unveil what uh, the other game is that we're talking about? Or the other game franchise, even? 
this may come as a shock to you. <laughs> shell shock. Shell shock. <laughs> uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, particularly the arcade game. Great. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> uh, there's those voices again. Yeah, I can't help with the voices. Yeah. But, I hear uh, voices in my head. Uh, <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> I would RKO you right now, but I'm tangled in leads here. <laughs> um, third uh, uh, stop on the <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Third stop on the show is going to be Chris's choice. Yep. And what will be your game, sir? Prapa the Rapper. No, it's Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Very delightful game series. Yeah, apart from the fourth one. Well, yeah. We won't talk about that. Well, we will talk about <laughs> that. But <laughs> takes thirty minutes to install. Uh-huh. Oh, that was awful. Uh, but my choice for today's show is going to be the fantastic series known as Mario Kart. Oh, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> Which also involves shells. Do you see what yes, we're doing there? Yes. <laughs> it all has a meaning. It, all has a reason. it does. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we may as well get ready to go to the break and come back with our first subject which is Resident Evil 1 through 4 yeah so we'll speak to everybody after the break Resident Evil more terrifying than ever comes to Nintendo GameCube Spine-chilling action. Devastating weapons. Unspeakable evil. Live the nightmare. Resident Evil. Exclusively from Capcom. Rated M for Mature. Only on Nintendo GameCube. Welcome back from the break. <laughs> that was so random because you're. <gasps> Welcome back from the break. It's like, and exhale. <laughs> right, <laughs> give Luke something to talk about now because he's just been sitting there laughing at us, I not with us, at us. <laughs> oh dear. Well, the first uh, point we are going to hit on with the Resident Evil is going to be uh, the opening sequence in the original Resident Evil was extremely cheesy. And there was actually uh, a lot of dialogue in it. Uh, is there anything in your mind, uh, Luke, that sprung to your mind when it comes to that? Oh, good. I love the dialogue of that whole game. Um, uh, let's see. I, I love um, the uh, part where she's about to get crushed and uh, Barry rushes in and saves her like, you were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> that was... That was because it took me a few years to realize he was saying Jill. I thought he was saying gerbil for some reason. Like <laughs> <laughs> hearing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, what else? I loved when uh, uh, after they defeat Plant 42, uh, Chris and Rebecca, uh, what is it? Wow, Rebecca, you really got to the root of the problem. Or uh. It's like, oh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, there's all t- tons of 
you know, funny in, innuendo you can uh, get with a lot of it, like, you know, Barry, I've got this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and if, if it's like, Jill, if you were the master of unlocking, can use this. And go, I hope this isn't Chris's blood. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like the hand movements as well. Yeah. Like, in the second one, it's like, hold your fire, I'm a human. And the hand is just going everywhere. Hand them everywhere, yeah. 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 Not the Mark Power Rangers, because Cody will kill me. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Resident Evil 2, uh, it had two discs with both Leon and Jill's uh, storylines crossing over. Um, what are your fondest memories of this, Luke? Um, I loved the first encounter with the uh, liquor with Leon Kennedy. You know, you just see the blood dripping on the floor, and then you move a little closer and it goes to a sequence and you see the thing whipping its tongue out <sighs> and Leon's just like oh boy <laughs> and that's when you know you either you know blow it away or get Gene Simmons to death or something <laughs> that's the thing I love about uh, the Resident Evil games is it's either stay and fight or run yeah sort of thing and when it comes to the liquors it's uh well, you and me explained it in our Resi 5 review. Uh, exactly. It usually involved me accidentally locking you in with the liquors. Yeah, and then whenever you, whenever you go on down a bit, um, there's a room you go into, and Will Smith's actually there, Dan. <laughs> oh, wow. He, he is, like, because there's a bit you go into, and he gives you the key card, and goes, like, now go. And goes, like, but, and then he points a gun at your <laughs> man, and goes, go! And it's just like, yeah. what are you going to do? Are you going to tell him to go, or are you going to shit him if he doesn't go? Because either way, then, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Oh, Marvin, that's his name. <laughs> no, Will Smith. Yeah. Get it right, Luke. Come on. <laughs> Parents just don't understand. <laughs> oh, goodness, that's awful. Uh, Resi 3 and Code Veron- Veronica, even, Alan. Uh, Code Veronica. Veronica. Code Veronica. Uh, what struck you about these games? Who's this director to me? Because <laughs> you're looking at me. Luke doesn't know you're looking at me. He can't see. Sorry, I'm used to it. Yes, Chris. Yes. Um, Resident Evil 3 wasn't particularly one of my favourites. Uh, Code Veronica, I remember playing on the, the Dreamcast uh, and then getting it later for the GameCube. I was going to say Wii there. Um, but yeah, I just remember that. And was it Steve, like the wee whiny character, looked like Leonardo DiCaprio. And then, <laughs> and then he has like that random necklace slash quartz watch on his neck, and then turns into a monster. And that's all I remember really about that. And but the Resident Evil had monsters in it. No, that he turned into a monster. Ah, uh, right. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. What about you, Luke? Um, for three. I, I I had a fun memory the first time I encountered Nemesis. Um, he chases you around the police uh, the police station, and I must have pumped him through like every bullet I had. And he finally falls. I'm like, oh well, that takes care of that. Then he gets up, stores, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm just flipping out out of ammo. Just well, turn it off. I'm screwed. Then <laughs> try oh, it again. Oh, there's nothing worse. Nothing worse. Could he use your knife? Do you not use oh, your knife? I'll, I'm terrible with the knife. <laughs> terrible. I think most people are, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then with like... Coke. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Sorry. Go ahead. No worries. Oh, 
Code Veronica, I, I agree with Chris. It was it was pretty good, but the Steve stuff was just horrendous. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I wish I had the remote to that little shock collar because I want to zap him every time he <laughs> cries. Like, uh, oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, uh, Resident Evil Zero, which uh, is fun for you, Chris, because it was on your beloved GameCube. Yes. Um, this was the first game that interchanged between the two main characters. Was this a good option? I think it was because it's been adopted pretty much for the likes of Resi Five and all that sort of stuff. Um, but what about you, Luke? Um, it it made sense. It was kind of a pain. It took some getting used to, but uh, you know, after running through it five or six times, I think I finally got the hang, sort of. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm also a slow learner like that. Uh, yeah, it 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 made sense. Um, because I don't, I don't know I don't know if Rebecca could carry a whole game on her own, so Billy kind of made an interesting addition. Surprised she could actually carry a gun by herself, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what I always loved was, you know, she she ends the game with, like, a magnum and a rocket launcher. And then in, you know, Resident Evil 1, you find her cowering away from a hunter, completely unarmed. Like, jeez, what'd you do with those things? <laughs> <laughs> Just put them in her big item box and forgot about them. Yeah, I guess so. The item boxes don't connect. I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of random. Uh, some of it I liked, um, but then there was a whole to in and fro one. I think it was to go to the back of the train to enter yeah. like a code or yeah. something like that, and I was just, I was pain in the hoop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Resident Evil 4 was considered, by me anyway, to be... <laughs> oh, well, then that's just put it to bed. It's considered by <laughs> me to be uh, such a good game. That is it. I make the point, and it's concrete. Yeah. It's concrete. Our opinions um, don't matter, Luke. Sorry about that. Okay, well, oh, well. I'll, I'll leave it more open then. Oh. Resident Evil, Evil 4 has been called the best in the series, and I feel <laughs> that it can't be argued. What do you think, Luke? I think you're actually definitely right. It's It, it was amazing. I tie it with the uh, remake. I really loved the Resident Evil remake of the first one for GameCube. But, um... There's just no going wrong with that game. I've, I don't know how many times I've played through it, but I don't get tired of it. You know, every time you blow open another Ganado's head, it's just wow. Because uh, that was the whole thing about Resi uh, Four is a lot of people I find complained that Resi Five was so similar to Four, but I don't see the reasoning behind it. I thought, you know, if it's a winning combination, then why, you know, why ruin it? Yeah, but Resi 4 was meant to be something completely different. Yeah. And then, like, I remember seeing a trailer and you see him walking down a corridor and you see, like, the curtains blowing and stuff and then it was totally different whenever it actually came out. But if the fifth one and the fourth one are similar and the fourth one was considered a good game, well, yeah. then what's the point of going here? Let's completely muck it up and just like we'll make them walk backwards and we'll not we'll give them like <laughs> sticks to beat like the zombies with or something like that but if you're sticking with a win formula look at the likes of FIFA or Madden games which year on year keep the same formula and it's just like they just they're the biggest they're zone. the biggest sellers you yeah, know when it comes exactly. to sports mm-hmm. so as but um, speaking of uh, sports no not sports <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil Rugby <laughs> Well, we mentioned five. Um, 
obviously our discussion back at the beginning was about just the main storyline of the Resident Evil 5 game but now we've had the downloadable content that's came out um, obviously you and me got it Chris but uh, what about you Luke what did you think of Resi 5 and did you end up getting the downloadable content or the gold edition so to speak oh I, I liked RE5 a lot um, I've played through it a couple times I've not gotten the downloadable content yet um, for whatever reason I just haven't gotten around to it but um, I just got a Super Mario Galaxy 2 so that's kind of eating up a lot of my time but, um, we haven't I'm, got that here yet <laughs> no oh, really? not, for, not for another what two or two three weeks two three weeks it'll be out by the time this podcast airs but yeah. it's uh we're still waiting patiently. <laughs> uh, you'll love it. But, uh, yeah, that's one I'm definitely getting to once I'm done with that. Um, because I'm, I'm really intrigued by the stories that I've read that they're going to contain, like Jill and Chris prior to the uh, RE5 game, and then the, uh, who's it, Josh and Jill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, doing them kind of like separate ways, kind of like the uh, Ada Wong one from RE4, I guess. They are releasing a new one. Uh, oh. You don't know about this, Alan, that they're releasing a new oh, one. Oh, you haven't um, told me this, have you? <laughs> yeah, um, they're releasing one. Jack and Jill run up the hill to get oh, wow. out of water. <laughs> you didn't even see that coming. I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> the only thing about the downloadable content is it's good, but it's so short. Cause we quite hard in places. We, we got to the end boss in both of them in under half an hour. But Wesker is just an absolute nightmare to actually try and kill. And who is the other one? Oh, it's just uh, like the time limit. Yeah, of the time killing limit, him. Yeah. yeah, Alan's just rubbish with a shotgun. That's why we died. <laughs> and I'm grenade launcher all the way. Exactly. <laughs> that's why he rubbish with a shotgun. Oh dear. <laughs> but uh, the stories behind both of the downloadable content, I think, are very good because it's like uh, Luke said about the whole idea of having seeing Jack and Jill back. Yeah, you know, back in time, because you said when we, when you see, obviously you've seen the trailers for it, the mansion and all that. Yes, yeah. The first time you walk in there, and you're just like, whoa. Yeah, and it's he like, like back in time. Proper. Yeah, and he says like, this guy really loves cranks. <laughs> oh dear, what a bad joke. That's what he says. I didn't make it up. Well, yeah. Well, at least he doesn't say we got to the root of the problem, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right that there isn't a corny line in there yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah. But out of the whole series, um, look, what would be your favorite moment? Would it be a boss battle, or was it a scary moment, or what exactly? Uh, I have a few. I already told you my nemesis mm-hmm. accident. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first uh, time I encountered a crimson head in the remake just flipped me out. I'm just walking by a dead body and just jumps to life and starts, you know, chasing me down the hall, and I'm just like, when could zombies run? <laughs> it was, was kind of... Um, I also love the first time I suplexed a monk in Resident Evil 4. <laughs> that, is, just, that is quite epic. We've been doing the kicks up until then, and suddenly, you know, I have one on his knees, I'm like, okay, I'm going to kick him, and the prompt pops up, suplex, and so I flip him over and... <laughs> Bust his head open, and I'm like, wow, I never saw Barry Windham do that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. What about you, Chris? Uh, first one running down the corridor and the dogs jumping through the window. Yeah, that's that's the same for me, but uh, more the recent time, because obviously um, Resident Evil 5 was big for me, as I explained about, because it was my first game on the 360. Yeah. I got a 360, and it was 
you and me doing the call. I don't know, maybe having my partner run away from me whenever all these liquors come after me. Maybe uh, that would be a scary moment, yeah. <laughs> <a> scary moment? <laughs> Left to fend for myself. I did. I argue the fact that I was talking to you during the microphone as in Chris come back, but no, you didn't listen. You didn't listen. <laughs> but uh, I remember us doing the final boss battle of Resi 5. 27 goes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Why? about how many I had. <laughs> <laughs> it was that mad. Because I would always run off after the boulder first, and that isn't the right way to go about it. No, and I kept saying, don't do that, and you kept doing it anyway, so you weren't <laughs> listening to me, so that makes us even... Uh, yeah, but probably the fifth one, obviously, playing the co-op was just fantastic, and if they make a sixth one, doing, like, a Gears of War thing, perhaps, you know, where you could play, like, three or four players online, because could you imagine me, you, and Luke playing online yeah. on the Xbox or whatever? Be a good idea. See <laughs> that. Yeah, I have to apologise for Alan's rubbish shitting abilities. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I've not seen that, it plenty of time. You're not that great either, to be honest. <laughs> if it was real, it would work okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've kind of already said what you would like to see from Resident Evil 6. Um, what about you, Luke? Um, in a perfect world, I'd like to see more story. Like, you know, continue on. You know, what's next? What's next? But, um... I'm not sure where else they can go. Um, it's it you know it seems like most of the questions have been answered. You know the end of Wesker seemed to you know create a bookend for the whole thing. I think I've seen a few places online they said they're going to reboot it with uh, I heard number shot, six. Yeah. Uh, I think if they were to even concentrate on doing remakes of the from number two, number three, and good Veronica, because I booted up two the other day, and oh my lord, it was just the graphics are (laughs) awful. It was just like, whenever I looked at it, it was just like, I remember it being so much better looking than that. Like, the gameplay is fine, but the cut sequences are just, my eyes were bleeding. (laughs) Oh man, if you want to see me cry, give me an updated graphics with uh, Nemesis, that'll that'll (laughs) That'll be good to see, though. (laughs) But uh, it's, I think, like you said, look, it might be a good idea for them to reboot it because it was pretty defining sort of thing at the end of uh, Resi 5. Even with the downloadable content, it, doesn't, it didn't pursue anything further. It was all based in or before the timeline of Resident Evil 5. Right. And we've kind of got the whole happy ever after ending and all that sort of flying off in the chopper into the sunset. Yeah, but, West uh, Yeah, he's... I don't think... Uh, I think he could survive many things but a volcano is pushing it yeah yeah you could always just have a Resident Evil 6 focusing on Barry Burton the early years <laughs> there we go <laughs> oh lord you could just sit down at a lunch and go like I'll have a Jill sandwich <laughs> <laughs> oh dear with, with a side order of Chris's blood <laughs> <laughs> final uh, final point uh, hit on of uh, Resident Evil uh, Chris uh, would you consider this to be the best uh, survival game so to say in the horror genre 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 yep uh-huh. I would consider it to be the best horror game in the genre year. genre year. yep um, much like the Richard Gear of its generation uh, it would be the best survival no all joking aside yeah I always preferred Resident Evil over Silent Hill Silent Hill just weirds me out like just these things that were like legs everywhere and just 
weird. Um, but yeah, I would always just prefer Resident Evil over like Tomb Raider, even or yeah. um, Silent Hill whenever they all came around. So yeah, uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two for me was my favourite. Um, but I would probably have to go. Uh, let's see, four, five, two, one. Code Veronica zero three. You always freak me out when you reel off things really quickly because I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that's why you ask Luke, and then that buys you more time. Is that you have a pen in your hand? But um, I think it has to be up there. Obviously, there's a lot of people who prefer Silent Hill, and we actually get a lot of people in work asking about is there more Silent Hills planned on us or something. We're like, we don't design the games. We don't know, you know, what exactly is that far away in the we future. We just say the news is quiet because it's Silent Hill. Oh. <laughs> I read they're going to do another one with uh, the launch of the second, or the release of the second movie, but uh, I, I guess they cross-promote it. But Ugh. yeah. But uh, look, do you think it's the best one? I tie it with Silent Hill. Um, mm-hmm. Silent Hill 2 is my favorite game ever of all time. Um, I, I've never been so enthralled by a story ever. Um, but you got the debut of Pyramid Head, which is a whole other nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely. Um, I, I it, one, one comparison a friend of mine told me one time is Resident Evil is emphasis on survival horror, while Silent Hill is the emphasis on horror, <laughs> like survival horror versus survival horror. <laughs> if that makes any sense, but. Um, so yeah, that kind of balances them out for me. I, I, I get more terrified with Silent Hill, but more pumped up with Resident Evil. Sweet, sweet. Uh, well, that's Resident Evil sorted and dusted. I think. How are we going? To, how are we going to go from a tie-in from Resident Evil to Turtles? No, that that could be interesting. <laughs> Luke, is there any zombies in Turtles? Um. You could you could argue the point some are like it depends on whether or not you consider Muckman more of a ghoul or a zombie because I mean he is also essentially reanimated garbage. Um, there we are. So yeah. yeah, Resident Evil is not not Muck and Muckman appeared in Turtles and that's her connection. There we go. Yeah, hey. yep. yeah, that was a really rubbish one. I blame Luke for that. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yep, as everybody has guessed, uh, we're guest. Yes, guest. Um, <laughs> Uh, when we guest come back, guest. <laughs> when we come back from the break, we are going to focus on the. Team. Well, we're not. No, Lucas. Well, yes, but yeah, we can, we're just we going to go. It. We're <laughs> going away for half an hour, and he's just going to talk about turtles. Oh yeah, that's ratings. <laughs> <laughs> it is for us. It gives us the time off. <laughs> there you but, go. Uh, we'll come back from the break, and we'll talk about all things Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hi, my name is James Etook, and you're listening to Operation Retroshock, which covers all things retro, much like Serial Geek magazine. Head over to SerialGeek.com to buy the glossy magazine dedicated to the cartoons of the 80s, like He-Man, She-Ra, Transformers, Thundercats, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc., etc. Soup, my favorite. Yeah. What's 
and we are back from the break. And I'm going funky voice again. <laughs> Why are you staring at me with those beady eyes? I don't have beady eyes. <laughs> you do. Slap you something shopping, boy. <laughs> Your Baxter Stockman. <laughs> I did my studying. Awesome. Yeah, see? I got awesome there from Luke. Because I named a Turtles character. And what did we play last night, Alan? Or what did you not play last night? Turtles 4. Yep. What fun it was. Yeah, and we were going to play the Turtles arcade game in the NES, but my NES was being problematic. <laughs> so on to Turtles then, Luke. I'm sure um, this must be a joy for you to sit down and talk about uh, Turtles. Give us an insight. Why Why do you... Um, obviously with me, Master, Master of the Universe Chronicles, um, loving Master of the Universe so much, what really um, got you into Turtles? Um, When I was... Gosh, how old was I? Eight or nine, maybe. Um, I um, went over to this older kid's house because, you know, I was trying to be a little tag along, wanted to be earn some street cred, hanging out with the cool kid. <laughs> um, he had this poster on his wall of, you know, four big turtles holding weapons. And I was like, wow, what's that? And he told me a bit about them. And, um, I, over the next couple of years, I read whatever comics I could come across and then came uh, found um, a Leonardo and a Shredder figure at a local pharmacy, <laughs> um, which were my first two figures I got. And uh, then I bumbled across the cartoon one Saturday morning and it just snowballed from there. And before we get into the... Um, the um I can't. You've got me stumbling on my words now. Before we get into the games, um, what would be your favorite episode and your favorite figure? Um, gosh, picking a favorite episode—that's going to be a. Um, I was fond of got so many of them. Um, I really like the uh, Attack of the Punk Frogs. For some reason, I just got such a kick out of those uh, the four frogs counteracting the turtles and I, I love the way Shredder names them after you know four of history's worst like tyrants and <laughs> <laughs> the way Splinter names his boys after uh, renaissance artists but uh, I love the ending of the episode where uh, you know I think it was Genghis was like oh no sorry we don't dig on pizza and they're like can you believe it they don't like pizza like, what's wrong with these people <laughs> I just, yeah, I thought it was great for some reason. Um, my favorite... Oh, go ahead. That, that was the funny thing about last night when you mentioned about us playing Turtles and all, was the fact that me and Natalie had pizza before we played it. Yeah. <laughs> and you kept stealing the pizza so Natalie couldn't refresh Aww. her health. I had pizza last night, too. <laughs> <laughs> See? It all works out. It's great. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Nerds Turtle? No, it doesn't really work. So what would be your favorite f- figure then, Luke? Uh, Muckman. Muckman with Joe Eyeball. Um, I can't get enough of that figure because, like, you, you dump slime all over him, um, and it, like, oozes out of his guts and his mouth, and he and you, you, he wears this trash can backpack. You dump the ooze in there, and it then flows out through his stomach, and then you, you, know, you take his skull cap off, push it in his mouth, and then he just barfs all over the place. So awesome. And then you throw in Joe Eyeball. I love the little buddy characters a lot of them come with. Mm-hmm. And Joe Eyeball is just 
Awesome. He has an eyeball on his tail. Where do you go wrong with that? That is pretty sweet. See, I only know the four turtles, Shredder, Splinter, Crying, and a couple other dudes. Whereas, after watching Turtle Toy Talk, because I'm not going to say Radical Retro in case (laughs) it comes out like ridiculously retro or something. Um... No, in case I don't pronounce it correctly. And give the man the res- talk. There you go. Quickly. <laughs> if you say yeah. it five times in the mirror, um, Shredder comes out and kills me. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> ah! Yeah, but apart from Beast that, boss. you know, like, I don't know a lot about the Turtles stuff, so then watching watching the reviews and then going, I've no idea who that guy is, and then learn a bit more about them as well. So I thank you for that, Luke, and, but I don't thank you for showing me figures and then me going, I really want to buy Turtles figures because the Collecting Master <laughs> Universe is cost of, costing me a fortune. So to then go to Turtles is just something. <laughs> I toy collecting ain't cheap. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. So Alan, let's crack on with the gaming Turtles questions then. Indeed we shall. Um, Indeed we shall. Shall. <sighs> <laughs> this is just what all this show is going to be. It's yep. just bad, bad. Fun. Give me a shell, yeah. <laughs> right, Shark Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was a huge hit in the arcade. Unfortunately for me, I was slightly too young to uh, partake in the arcade. Um, but the question still stands in the fact of I was blister ridden when I played <laughs> the games on my hands when using the controller. But uh, look, when you played this uh, in the arcades, did. Uh, you leave with blisters and all in your hands and what character did you pick when you played the games oh goodness yeah I probably still have scars um (laughs) but uh um I always went with um either Leo or Mike um because I played with this uh friend of mine almost every time we played together and he had to have Donnie um Don was his favorite um and so I always went with Leo or Mike. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Raph, but he had the, the weird rolling kick move rather than the <laughs> jumping swing, and I just I never got the hang of it. It didn't seem as effective. So, yeah, I went with either Leo or Mikey. Sweet. What about you, Chris? Yeah, probably Leonardo or Donatello. I picked the ones, like, Donatello obviously has his staff, so then he yeah. gets quite a lot of reach and stuff, whereas, yeah, my tops of my fingers were just blisters and then obviously whenever you're a kid you start picking away at the skin yeah but I remember <laughs> days on it. I remember my sister used to play but she, you know like I would play you know like get the joystick and then press the buttons where all you would hear would be <laughs> just her just whacking that and go like you're not getting anywhere you need to stop doing that but yeah it's one of those ones that whenever you went to the arcades you would look for say turtles or you look for street fighter or I remember seeing like an X-Men one where you could have four players yeah. so then oh it was a six player that was awesome <laughs> so then you could have you know you could be playing the arcade but your own or then you could have some other kids come up Wrestlemania the arcade game the Royal Rumble oh, one yeah. was one I always played as well that was awesome cool cool what about you Alan and well like I did say, I was a bit young for the arcade you scene. You couldn't see, could you not? I, well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I, Smurf. I started playing the Turtles games, obviously, in on the NES. So I did. But I still ended up getting blisters because I'm the sort of person that will just hammer away at that controller and just 
my hands were a wreck for about a week after I played the game for the first my time. My SNES controllers still work after last. I week. was actually personally shocked myself, mm. but uh, I was in pain. Something shocking, but I will have to say that uh, I'm a Raf man. So <laughs> there you go. You're a what man? A Raf man. Okay, I thought you said something else there. That's all right. As long as you said Raf, not something else. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but speaking of the uh, NES, Chris, did you play it first in the arcade, or was it the NES you played it first on? I don't know. It could have been either or. Um, I remember having the NES and playing that game and just being in awe of it, you know, like going down the wee manhole things. And <laughs> actually, whenever I hooked up my NES up yesterday, I was actually playing it for a bit, and then I got to... Oh, what's the first boss? Is it Bebop or Rocksteady? Rocksteady. See, you know, you can't go wrong with him on the other end. Because then you'll go like, it's this guy, get it wrong, I will hurt you. Um, But I just remember playing that. And then obviously, as we were talking about a couple episodes ago with the film, the wizard, Christian Slater, actually starts playing Turtles. And then his dad starts playing it and goes like, I got to the scroll, I got to level four, and I did this. And you're like... Just be quiet. But uh, yeah, it's just playing the the arcade was great and all, and then seeing those graphics, and then playing the NES version, just having something at home to play, and then just like the underwater level was great fun, having to disarm the bombs, stuff like that. Sweet. Uh, As a lot of people have picked up in earlier episodes, I was kind of slightly less engaged with games consoles, and that my first proper one was the SNES. But I got given a NES by my older cousin, and you know the Turtles games. He had quite a few of the Turtles games, so he did. And I obviously ended up with some of those for the NES. Um, so my first experience, obviously, was like I said with the NES. Um, but it's, it's a shame that you couldn't get yours working because I would have liked to have played it again. You know the original stuff, sort of. But uh, look, what about yourself? Was it uh, the arcade or the NES for you? Um. <coughs> I, I played that uh, first one on the Nintendo Entertainment, the NES, and um, because the the second one for NES was based on the actual arcade game, but um, so technically the NES first, but that four player one was arcade. So I, I, I don't, I suppose yeah, Nintendo first, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, um, it's something me and Chris have debated in past episodes is the fact of uh, the current gaming scene and how disappointed we can feel with it especially the likes of the Nintendo people but uh, yeah I think your words were don't concentrate on your Wii Fit give us Mario games you expletive expletive expletives (laughs) a expletive exactly exactly but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a name that everybody recognises from their childhood uh, of course, it's got its remakes and all that sort of stuff for the younger kids now. But uh, are you disappointed to look with the current crops of games that we see on the likes of the Xbox and, you know, there isn't more likes of the arcade style games like Turtles? Um, a little bit. Like, did, they recently um, remade uh, Turtles in Time for the, the online play for uh, PlayStation Network and I believe... Uh, Xbox as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was. I'm just kind of like, well, why, why remake these when you could, you know, 
put the brain trust on making a new game. <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe we'll get new games when um, the uh, new cartoon and or movie comes out because you know, we'll want to promote the daylights out of all of it. But yeah, I'm somewhat disappointed because, like I said, why why do a remake? Work on a new one. Because mm-hmm. it was a case of obviously we got the uh, as you always get with the uh, movies nowadays when the CGI movie came out a couple of years ago we got the TMNT game um, which I actually haven't personally played apparently it's brilliant for achievements apparently you can get a thousand achievements in it no worries so I'll be out tomorrow buying it <laughs> but uh, it's like Luke said though, you need to put the money into developing a very original game yeah because the only one that I could think of was the one for the Wii which was something similar to Smash Brothers yes the that was the one that was sponsoring WWE events and all that sort of stuff so it was getting big <laughs> motion so it was, that's how I remember first seeing it don't blame me for that <laughs> okay I'll blame you for something else uh, yeah. um, obviously the SNES we mentioned obviously Turtles in Time um but it also had uh, tournament fires. Did we buy and or play these? Uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, Turtles in Time, yes. I played uh, Turtles Tournament Fighters. I don't really remember a heck of a lot about. Um, there were so many fighting games in the SNES. You know, you had Street Fighter, you had Mortal Kombat, you had Killer Instinct, you had Clay Fighter, of all things. So I don't know whether I would have, pardon the pun, shelled out the money. You see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, See what I have to work with, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't think I've um, shelled out the money for that, or my, no, needless to say, my parents didn't. But I don't really remember a whole lot about that, to be honest with you. But Turtles in Time, I remember playing. Turtles in Time, I was the same. I didn't really uh, play or get a chance to play Tournament Fighters because, like you said, Chris, I was I played Street Fighter a hell of a lot on the. A shell of a lot. I have to keep saying shell instead of hell. Oh, that's so hard. This. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do, Chris. Leave me alone, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what about you, Luke? What did uh, did you play both of them on the snares? I actually got pretty much the same answer as you guys. Um, yes, I did manage to play Turtles in Time, but uh, missed out on Tournament Fighters. Um, a large part of that is like. My mom went through these weird phases where, you know, whatever was popular at the moment, oh, it's ruining your life, it's why you're getting good gra- or getting bad grades, it's why you're fighting with your brother, so no more of this. So I missed out on a lot of the 16-bit generation stuff. Um, I could, you know, sneak to a friend's house and get some playing in, but... So, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't really get a chance to do uh, tournament fighters, but I, I did manage to track a friend down and, you know, pretend to like him for long enough to play... <laughs> Uh, turtles in time. <laughs> that, that sounds awfully like me when I mentioned in the uh, past episode about Goldeneye and going to your friend's house. And Donkey Kong going to your friend's house and something else going to your friend's house. Uh, you guys are users. Oh, no? yeah. not, not at all, not at all. <laughs> um, but uh, as you said earlier, uh, Luke, about uh, Turtles getting the makeover for the likes of the PlayStation Network and uh, Xbox Live, when we play... Uh, Obviously, it's a bit more fresh in my memory because I played last night. Do we still enjoy these um, now as much as we did back then? What about you, Luke? Um, yeah, I played the uh, I played some of the uh, the Turtles in Time remake for PS3. Yeah, you know, I liked it. Okay, um, it was 
Turtles in Time didn't really need a remake was the other problem. I mean, it's fine the way it was. The music's brilliant. The play is really cool. Um, so, I, yeah, I had fun, but nothing will ever compare to the arcade uh, experience for me because I just had so much fun with my buddy and, you know, wasting all my allowance on it every week. I mean, taking it as far as five bucks would get me. But, yeah. That's the that's the joys of the arcade anyway. So it has when I go and play the more modern stuff. It's just going and wasting all your money and walking away and thinking, how much did I actually just spend there? Yeah, you just been like, to your parents going like, yeah, where's, I spent, where's, where's all your money gone? Yeah, uh, I lost it. I was robbed. I was <laughs> mugged. The kids beat me up. <laughs> yeah, stole my lunch money. And then they'll be like, oh, son, here's another amount of money, and they're like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was sick money? enough to give myself a black eye. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> oh dear what about you Chris what was the question again parts <laughs> to the HD makeover oh yeah um, to a point yeah um, I think unless you have a good couple of people playing um, playing at one player I don't think really works because that's the case is you you well I picked this up that you only play it when say the likes of me or our friends are around here yeah. mm-hmm. to play it because it's the fun of having everybody there to play it. It's like playing Bomberman on one player. It just doesn't work. Um, you can only get so far. and I can't really play Streets Rage that much now without going, oh, I'm kind of bored of this now. It just it gets really repetitive. Whereas if you had a different... If you, you had, you know, I say we were talking about earlier, um, like a newer version, like revamp, but make it like a good storyline one, you know, even if they base something on the comics or something yeah. like that would work in my opinion. That'd be pretty sweet, like. But uh, a very uh, interesting question, which I'll be in- intrigued to hear what you have to say about. Look, if you were to create a Turtles game, look, what would you include and why? Um, I'd make a comic-based one, like on the original Eastman and Laird Mirage Studios one, um, because like it would <clears throat> it would be you know it'd have to be a rated T, possibly even a rated M game, depending on how far you'd want to go with it. But, uh, you know, we never got the more serious, edgy side of the Turtles in video games. Um, I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, even, you know, do it like comic style, make it uh, black and white even. I don't know how well that'd sell, though. You need bright, flashy colors to sell stuff to kids. But, um, yeah, definitely a comic-based one. Cool. I don't think it would be too hard for them to do a black and white game because Uncharted 2 recently on PS3 when it came out just before Christmas time it has an option in the menu to go to black and white or other different tones so they could have the option there for people oh, nice. to, have, to have color or to go black and was white. Was it Dark Sector that started off black and white and then once you completed the first level went into color? Because we, I remember there was like a thing in it that said the first level isn't black and white. Do not adjust your TV settings because people go, it's not in colour. <laughs> Start like spazzing out. But I think it would be pretty cool to see the more original sort of turtle stuff like Luke was saying about with the comics because we never have, we've never really seen on a mass media sort of base, be it a game or probably with a movie or part of the TV show, go that wee bit beyond you know, what you would expect kids to want to see. Well, do you know anything about the comics? I've seen bits and bobs, but I'm not, I don't have a huge huge See, I know nothing about the comics. I've it's, never it's, read it's, a it's Turtles comic. It's a case comic. of it's, like Luke was saying about you, it's a wee bit more 
adult and all that sort of stuff. The only way I know about the Turtles comic is, Luke, what was that like special thing they did not too long ago, like the thing on Cartoon Network, I think it was? Oh, the... Uh... <clears throat> That was the what was it? Turtles Forever. Yeah, they, that uh, that's they, the only that's the only way I know about it is from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that. That was a great movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I pulled up, uh, cool. got a grab the bowl of sugary cereal to watch it that <laughs> Saturday morning. Awesome. But I think uh, I think a Turtles game for more of the older age bracket for ourselves would be pretty cool because um, wouldn't you just love to be uh, swiping a katana through somebody? <laughs> oh God, yeah. yeah. And not having vanilla ice go go ninja go ninja go As long as that's not there that's fine. Oh I will have nightmares now for days. <laughs> hey at least it won't snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um anyway, uh final question when it comes to uh Turtles games for today. Is Luke, what is your favourite Turtles game overall? And you obviously you mentioned about the characters we put before, but who do you feel was the best character to play as as well? Um, nothing will ever top the arcade one for me. Just I have the most fond memories of that one. Um, now while I never got to play as Donatello when I was playing with my friend, he actually was one of the best characters to play as because he had the reach um, but I was yeah, I was content with Leo and Mikey but like I said I just couldn't do Raph because I couldn't master that rolling kick thing and, <laughs> yeah, just killed it for me <laughs> <laughs> what about you Chris um, unlockable Splinter the Rat Splinter uh, the Rat and Turtles the arcade game where you could just walk around and beat people with your stick no uh, Michelangelo <laughs> uh, would be the favourite character to play as and as much as I loved the arcade game, um, I would probably say the NES game would be the one that I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with my favourite character as Raph because I just loved it when I was growing up playing as Raph. Bias sigh! Thing, it's, it's, I'm just going to sigh. Now I see what I did. I have bias. <laughs> no, I'm sighing because that's what he holds is his size. Sigh. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> But yeah, I have complete and utter bias towards Raph, and I don't uh, regret admitting it at all. But uh, it would be the NES game for me as well, because, like I said, I'd never played it in the arcade or anything like that, and that was my first experience of a turtle game. So there you go. I'm a happy boy. (laughs) Okay. But that is Turtles. Yeah. If we have classified documents, they go in the shredder, you see, and then classified documents are normally used for Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> oh, dear, Chris. This... I've been sitting there for ages trying to think of how I can tie turtles in with Metal Gear Solid, and that's the best I could come up with. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. So are we going to be bop and rock steady out here, then? We are indeed. <laughs> but uh, we'll come back after the break and we'll be talking about Metal Gear Solid. Meryl! <laughs> See you after the break. In the not too distant future. Warfare is the basis of the global economy. And 
technology has created a new kind of military. We're moving out. Where every move and every thought. You don't trust me? Of every soldier. Activate it. Can be controlled. I never thought it would be so easy. The system is mine. Except for one. Sounds like the perfect job for me. Snake, I'm counting on you. Terminate Liquid. He's preparing to unleash his insurrection. Die, Snake! Your body is approaching its limit. How long do I have? When war becomes business, America had better sleep soundly while she still can. <laughs> when armies are bought and sold, the Patriots are trying to control the digital flow of information. They've implemented a system that monitors every soldier engaged in combat action. Who is left in control? <laughs> This is my final mission. This summer... Stop! Brother! It's been too long. <laughs> Evil is powerful. Die! But courage is solid. Here we go! Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. And we are back. And it is time for Metal Gear Solid talking discussion. I sound like I am a robot. <laughs> you sound like William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> hello. No, oh, no, that's George Lakai going, yeah. hello. <laughs> right, <laughs> why? Every time you come back from the break, you're just totally random and just like talking about. William Shatner, George Takai, and, and others. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, this is your choice. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. So, <laughs> MCA. Um, no, I just decided um, after I think I was playing Metal Gear Solid on the GameCube, um, which is really really difficult. Um, I thought I'd like to talk a bit about Metal Gear Solid, and there's so many games for it, um, which we'll talk about later on. Um, Obviously, I'm not hugely averse with the older ones, you know, on the MSX or the NES or anything like that there, but um, we'll crack on with the questions, and if we don't know the answer, we'll just go, uh, uh, pass, I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll kick it off with, uh, Chris, was the PlayStation 1 version your first introduction to the game? Yes, I remember working in a game shop, and uh, our... One of our managers uh, across the water phoned us and asked how many copies we wanted in. I said, X amount. No, you're not going to get that because it's going to be pirated. This was like the first game that they were really scared of how many pirate right. copies were going to be flashed around. Now, to combat that was on the back of it, I'm not sure if you'll remember this, was the, code thing, the codec yeah. for Merrill. Now, I was around at friend's house. He lived around the, around the corner. And I had to phone my sister and say, go and get this box, it'll be sitting on my bed, and there'll be a long number, read it out. So she read out the barcode. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 it'll be like five digits, it's like 140.36, and she goes, yeah, it's 
whatever it was. Um, but just things like that. Um, it was the first game that I remember playing. Um, obviously completing it and then getting the bandana and then getting the stealth armor as well. Having to wear tux at certain points, um, <laughs> which was quite good. But yeah, it was the first really introduction to it. I'd heard of it before in the NES, like Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, I think it was Snake's Revenge. Yeah. Um, but I have them now, but I uh, don't think I would sit down and play them, considering one of them comes up and says, I feel asleep. Not I fall asleep, <laughs> I feel asleep. I remember seeing that last yeah. night as well. That was awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Look, um, how were you introduced to the series? Um, I also <clears throat> discovered it for the first time on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, I always thought the cigarettes were the most random thing. <laughs> if my mom had seen that, she would have you know, hit the wall. But that, that was... I, don't, I just love that that was a piece of your inventory. It's like, oh, hey, wow, smoking's cool, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to condone that smoking is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, and then the next time I really encountered it was Smash Brothers Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and Little Big Planet. I love the Little Big Planet level. Oh, Little Big right. Planet characters were awesome. So That's right. I forgot about that. It's a shame that game's disappeared, kind of, you know, out of our playing repertoire, because I treated mine in. <laughs> well done, Alan. <laughs> but, uh, yay, round of applause for me. Idiot. Uh, <laughs> Burn! Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just a wee bit. Um, my introduction to the game was, and it's, it's quite weird to the fact that um, this seems to always be the running <laughs> Did trend. somebody come and give it to you? No. <laughs> no. Uh, the running trend between you and me, Chris, is the fact You were at that a friend's house, were you? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the fact that you were working in a game place and I was walking into a game place. It's just a slight age gap, everybody. Um, but I think I was... I walked into, like, one of the Belfast stores, just one of the main stores in our capital city of Northern Ireland, and uh, I was... I think I'd got bored because my mum was in, like, a clothes shop or something and just decided to wander around. And I saw these... Uh, Standees and that sort of stuff of this kind of army guy, and I was just like, "Who is this Renovel?" I thought it was something like stupidly like GI Joe and Action Man sort of flipping related, and I was like, "What is this?" And there was loads of the members of the staff with camo paint on, and I was like, "I was just like, what is going on here?" And there was just like, (laughs) did one of them come out of the stockroom in like a cardboard box (laughs) and just like walk out? Surprisingly, there was cardboard bag boxes scattered about the shop, and I was like, "What? Is, what? Why are these? Why are these random huge cardboard boxes stuff? Boxes? Boxes? That's real Northern Ireland speak, ladies and gentlemen. Um, scattered about the store, and I was looking at them, and there was people, older people, uh, were going up to the boxes and looking under them. <laughs> and I was just like, "What is this? What is going on?" And um, I remember one of the members of staff coming up to me and like, oh, have you seen, you know, the this new game? It's great, you know, on the PlayStation. It's Metal Gear Solid. And I was like, no. I'm like, do you want to come play it? Long gone are the days are where people were not worried about age and demoing a game to someone. I was probably about, I can't remember at the time, but I was far too young to be even considered to play um, Metal Gear Solid. But that's my first experience of it anyway, just completely being hit up the face by what is going on? What is this game? Um, but it's fond memories looking back at it now. Um, 
memorable moments, Chris. Um, I'm sure you probably have plenty of these anyway. Um, what about, was it like the psychomantis, the mind-reading techniques, uh, or was it, uh, you mentioned the codec? Yeah, the codec was one of them. Um, obviously, Psychomantis saying um, whenever he's like hovering along, he'll go, he says something like, I will read your mind and read your memory card. And he actually turned around to me and said, you like Castlevania, don't you? Because <laughs> any Konami game that you had saved on your memory card, it would recognize it and say, you know, what you liked. Obviously, whenever he says, put the controller down the floor and he makes it, he makes it move by it vibrating. <laughs> um, so with the likes of that there... Um, getting a handkerchief um, and putting it on you so the dogs don't attack you. There are so many things from the first one but whenever you look at the second one there's not that many. Plus the fact Raiden's in it and Raiden annoyed the bleep 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 out of me. (laughs) I just thought there was no need for him to put in it. Put him in it. Um, He could have just had Snake in it and it would have been fine but you can't win them all. <coughs> Excuse me. You dirty bugger. Oh, oh no, I, ne- I have to bleep that as well. <laughs> <laughs> more work for Alan. Uh, so wait a minute. If I start yelling out words like... <laughs> oh, well, you can if you want. I'll just bleep them because it'll provide comic entertainment. <laughs> but, uh, look, um, what memorable moments do you have from Metal Gear? Is there anything that you've experienced that sticks in your head from having played a few of them? Probably the Nintendo, the the NES one. Um, I, I just love the atrocious grammar, like Chris mentioned earlier. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, uh, unintentional humor is the best kind, and you, <laughs> just I love the um, horrible, horrible grammar in that. Um, the cigarettes, as I mentioned earlier, I was like, Dude, what in the world? But um, yeah, and. <laughs> Oh, I, I love bursting into giggles now. I think in all the grammar. <laughs> yep. But your grammar's not up to snuff anyway. Alan. Well, no, not really. Um, it's yeah. at least uh, I was going to segue into the fact of the writing and the grammar stands out to me in the fact of it always. When I see, for example, we've watched old Royal Rumble DVDs and let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. That always <laughs> harks back and makes me think of the likes of Metal Gear Solid and all these really just awfully bad uh, grammar errors but uh, I like Chris said I'm not one to greatly speak because I stumble over my words very easily and uh, pronounce wrong and you're not even <laughs> drunk which is more shocking yeah well uh, I'm high on Coca-Cola I was going to say I was going to say the short version but uh, <laughs> that would have really just ended the show for the bleeps wouldn't have saved that bleeps wouldn't no. have saved that nope uh, but uh, Metal Gear was the reason ended up buying uh, Zone of Enders. It's a lot like recently we've had uh, people were buying Halo DST to get access to the Halo Reach beta. Um, the demo, I would say, Chris, you would feel would be second to none. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember Shell Knight, like. I keep saying Shell now because there's a turtle man on his phone. <laughs> well, not literally a turtle man, a turtle fan, sorry. Um, and then paying, you know, like, say, $35, $40. So that would be about $70, $80, Luke. Um, 
I you said dollars twice, yes. Yeah, I'm all about the dollar dollars, you see. Um, shall, uh, spending money, there we go, on a demo, coming home playing it, and then being on the boat and just thinking this is absolutely fantastic. Um, I remember just even shooting the bottles and uh, getting so far into the demo and completing it and just really waiting for the game to come out. Um, wasn't really disappointed with the second game, apart from the fact that you didn't play a snake all the way through. Um, as I said earlier, if you played Sneak the whole way through, I think it would have trumped the first one, but riding was just irritating. Especially uh, there's a bit in it wherever you have to get over, I think it's like these pipes you have to get over, and there's bird poo <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. You said poo. And then he slips on it, and then he goes, you just hear that, and then he goes, and falls off and dies. So he gets killed by bird muck. That Which is, is just, it's just the most rubbish way for a hero to die is by that. I'm sure we could probably find something that would uh, top that, but I can't think of any at the minute. I can't think of any either, because getting killed by bird poo is like, it's just, it ranks up there with, you know, the most ridiculous death ever. <laughs> um... What were your thoughts when it comes to the full game? You mentioned quickly about Snake not being the main character. Yeah. What? How do you think that affected it? In that aspect. It's just Ryden was too whiny, as Fair Arnie enough. says in Kindergarten Cop. Stop whining. <laughs> uh, it's uh. just like it was just far. It's just far too whiny for me. And then Snake says his name was Nick Pliskin. Which is not is that not the guy from like Escape from New York and stuff? His name's Snake Plissken. Oh dear, I wasn't a huge fan of riding myself, which makes me nearly cry when I think that that's going to be kind of the Xbox exclusive Metal Gear oh. that's coming out is the one Metal Gear Rising with riding. Skipping it. <laughs> um, what about you, Luke? Was there anything that really stood out with the likes of Snake not being the main character in the originals? Um kind of got a pass. I don't really have uh, too much thought. Like, well, I, give, us, give us your opinion on riding then. Um, again, pass. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, he's such a forgettable character. That's the fact of the matter. Yep. It's because Luke doesn't want to talk about him in case he gets all enraged and needs to go out for smoking because Snake told him to. <laughs> Snake said to do it, so... <laughs> yeah. It's An older boy told me to do it. <laughs> Um, what would be your favourite episode in the series and do you feel it went it's gone downhill um, for example the first or the second one or you know anything else what do you think Luke um, <clears throat> the one I'm most familiar with in the series would be the first one but <laughs> I say it definitely went uphill because um, right. uh, I, I haven't played a whole lot of uh, Metal Gear Solid but I've watched uh, you know friends play and that kind of thing, and I'm impressed with what I see. I just, for whatever reason, haven't gotten around to messing around too much with it myself. But um, definitely uphill. It's definitely improved loads, and the grammar's gotten a lot better too. <laughs> I are good speller. <laughs> well, that's I'm kind of in the same boat as looking the fact that I've watched a lot of Metal Gear Solid stuff, but I haven't played a lot of Metal Gear Solid stuff. The first Metal Gear Solid that I probably bought and played through for a good number of hours was, you know four and all that sort of stuff but look Chris is shaking his head at me why are you doing that now because I'm the opposite I just went you've downhill. played absolutely everything you've went it's turned into an interactive movie now it's kind of a case that of was, that was the one thing that kind of four was 
very bad for. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you play like about ten minutes, and then it's like, hello, this is an interactive cutscene of three hours. Enjoy. <laughs> like the end of it, whenever you complete the fourth one, the end is like an hour and a half apparently. The ending. Yeah. And I'm not oh. sitting. I don't sit through credits. I'm not sitting there for an hour and a half. Uh, you know, somebody's probably condensed that on YouTube. You know, and said, "Here's what happens at the end." The first one I thought was really good. Second one, meh, do the raiding. Yeah. Third one, jungle. That's like jungle attack. Came out. No, <laughs> ah, just no. Fourth one, fourth one, go get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea while you're in Stanley because it takes like forever <laughs> and then you come back and then obviously as Luke was saying earlier on what's he doing whenever you're loading it up smoking smoking exactly and um, I just didn't really think much of it um, to be honest I thought the gameplay was good I played the demo and stuff and graphics were good yeah but if there's a way for you if they had a mode where you could play it and you could just skip all the cutscenes and everything so you just play through the game yeah. you know like straight together I understand that likes to say Final Fantasy and stuff like that well, have it well this is the thing you've kind of hit the nail on the head with uh, in regards the to the yeah with the next question is do you f- feel Luke that the next gen consoles that there is more it's more of an idea that the game companies will go more with these sort of more movie than playing routes and do you think this has a place in consoles that we can watch more than play or would you still think it'd be better for them to stick with the majority of play? Because most recent game kind of that pops into my head would be Heavy Rain, which was extremely more like an interactive movie. What do you think, Luke? I'd say um, playing is the important, most important aspect. Um, you really got to find the perfect blend. Um, like you know, as we mentioned earlier about Resident Evil Four and Five, um, those had great, you know great CGI scenes and such but they didn't take away from the playing. Some of them were interactive like the mm-hmm. Krauser yeah. fight for, but like you gotta find the perfect blend in my opinion um, but I mean you know, who wants to just you know, it, basically I mean if I want to watch a movie I'll watch a movie. I won't you know, buy yeah. a video game and play ten minutes and watch an hour and a half finale. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's, that's the thing I can't believe that game companies would expect us to shell out £40 in the UK, 70 to $80 uh, in the US, and I know why you're laughing, so shut up. Because <laughs> you're uh, a shell out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this Heavy Rain has seemed very intriguing. It's the it's the key example. I mean, but I have watched the reviews, and I have not played the game, but it would kill me to play pay the money for a game and just sit there and watch it, you know, that's what effectively killed Metal Gear Solid 4 for me was I played a good probably about half the game but then just got completely fed up (laughs) but if they say they're going to release like a movie of Metal Gear why don't they just do it because with Final Fantasy they put enough effort into it for goodness sake with with Final Fantasy they did like the Advent Children which was like a CGI kind of thing so why don't they just do that and then just have like the Metal Gear Solid 4 and then just put all the bits together and you've probably got like about a 4 hour movie there <laughs> that is pretty true. Like, cause it's not like the graphics are shabby. They could, you know, they would work yeah, for a movie. Good, very good. It's just like it's nice to look at. It's just if you're playing for ten minutes and then you're watching an interactive cutscene for like about forty-five minutes and you're going out in half an hour, you're in a bit of a pickle. Mm, not half. <laughs> um, 
a big thing when it comes to Metal Gear that stands out because this, I think this is right, is I don't think it is. <laughs> the music and the voice acting were things that stood out completely. It was. Do I remember rightly that you had a CD with the Metal Gear Solid music on it, Chris? Or am I? Yes, sure? I've I've got two. I got one with my first Metal Gear Solid that I bought was the premium pack, which came with like a T-shirt and dog tags and music CD. And then the second one I bought off eBay, I think. Very good. But um, the kind of key point of this question is the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything, look that you've experienced when it comes to voice acting in the Metal Gear Solid series, apart from the obvious bad grammar in the early ones? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have too strong of an opinion either way. It was good enough um, <clears throat> as far as the voice acting goes. You know, no, no real, no gripes. You know what? I'm not gonna, you know, sing on the rooftops about it, but because <laughs> you know there are state and federal laws against me singing. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was good. It was good. No complaints. Sweet. Um, again, it, it harps back to the whole interactive movie. Is I think it's the voice acting in kind of some of the more earlier stages can be raved about, but I think when it comes to the likes of 4 you expect it slightly more effort in because they put the effort into generating the big scenes and all that sort of because there was just parts in it that I seemed to think that the voice acting was a wee bit dry but I don't know how you would feel about that Chris to be honest with you like the first one and the second one the the voice acting and the music the music was done by I think it was Harry Gregson Williams he did music for like Anime of the State and a couple other like motion pictures and stuff so um the fourth one I can't really remember that much about. Um, obviously, if you're on the next generation console, you're going to have to sell bucket loads of these, like to break even. And with it being yeah. a PS3 exclusive, you know, I even think more so. I think it's every every um, game has to sell something like five hundred thousand units or something like that, or maybe more to like break even. You know, so because they have to make they have to invest so much money into it and obviously with Metal Gear they've done a lot of work into it but it's it's something for me that I've played and I'm not in any rush to go back and play yeah well I traded mine in like three weeks after it was out so that's that's same time as Little Big Planet was it well it was probably close well actually no I kept Little Big Planet longer because it was good Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) the way you were saying about obviously the need to break even do you think that contributes to the fact of the amount of merchandise we've seen that's came out of the Metal Gear Solid series. Um, I know for a fact when 4 came out, we in the shop alone got the was NECA figures, uh, T-shirts, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that was maybe a contributing factor to help towards getting more money? Or just the appease the fans well you hadn't really seen that much you know like we had never got in the likes you know you see it more so now with like splinter cell and you get like t-shirts and you get this and you get that and but with metal gear you know it's kind of a case of you do get a lot of figures and then i think they brought out like wee small figures i can't really remember but yeah they just brought out uh, near enough everything they could make i think they did make Uh, Luke, have you uh, found any of the sort of merchandise, the likes of the figures or anything on your travels? Um, I've come across a few at game stores and such. I haven't actually bought any. Um, I think they look good. Um, I'm always all for um, merchandise for video games um, because, you know, hopefully it leads to 
figures and such I want from various video games. So, you know, if, it, it works out if, you know, Metal Gear ones sell really well. Um, hey, why not make Silent Hill ones? Yeah. Because that's the thing is um, NECA are always into doing video games more so than a lot of people recently. They did Gears of War, didn't they? Because they've done Gears of War because they're already in prep for Gears of War 3, the actual series of figures and for that. And they do Bioshock. Yes, they do my lovely Bioshock figures <sighs> as well. Um, if they're listening, please send me the San Diego Comic Con exclusives. I will love you and cherish <laughs> you, you forever. Think NECA? Do you think somebody in NECA is <laughs> listening to this? You never know. I can post it in the Bioshock forums and say, listen to my show, or our show, <laughs> Sorry, before I get hit across the room. Yeah, don't um, be at that out. <laughs> um, you were mentioning about, obviously, Chris, the effort that was put into the cutscenes and the ability to have a movie. What, or who, so to say, do you think maybe Luke would fit uh, the snake persona and snake image if they were to make a real life movie we need to go back in time 20 years ago and get Jesse Ventura oh <laughs> yes that Jesse be... Ventura is made to be snake <laughs> that is brilliant that would actually be quite hilarious because he's, got, he's got the moustache and everything and yeah yeah, I, I, got, I had never thought of that. No, and he's got I, the gravelly voice as well. So yeah, exactly. And, yeah. um, obviously from Predator and all that sort of stuff, he chewed the tobacco, so it would be a logical for yeah. the cigarettes and all that sort of stuff. I never thought of that. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Because <laughs> I was thinking... I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more modern. I was thinking the likes of your typical sort of Hugh Jackman-like character, you know, that that's kind of the guy that... That's the sort <laughs> of guy... Cool, like, What's going on, bub? <laughs> and then, then the blades would come out and be like, hey! <laughs> My smokes! <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Who would you think would fit it? Um, go back in time and get Kurt Russell whenever he played Nipliskin in Escape from New York. Because he just looked... Uh, I don't know if the character is based on him or what, but they, the two of them just... You know, have a striking resemblance the, to each other. It's the facial structure, it's the sharp lines of the face yeah. and all that kind of match up between those mm-hmm. two. Or get Dolph Lundgren. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has a ball! <laughs> well, the thing, the, thing with that would be, <laughs> the thing with that would be the fact that uh, he wouldn't really have to speak all that much in his wee sneaking about and all that sort of stuff. You could just keep Dolph Lundgren. I would pay money to see Dolph Lundgren sneak around people and try not to be. <laughs> Detected. I would pay money for that because I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would work. It would get you to go see the movie. Yep. Um, obviously, the GameCube, because I remember you lent me this, Chris, on for the GameCube. The GameCube revamped the uh, original game itself. Yep. Was this a bit like the first Resident Evil in kind of when it comes to the terms of sprucing things up and making it more appealing to the public of this generation, sort of the expression oh, yeah. of graphics and all that. Oh yeah, they've done, they done a great job of doing it, of revamping it and everything. It was a lot harder than the PlayStation 1 version, um, so it was, but the graphics on it were just fantastic. And it, Like Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 4, it still holds up today. You could put that on and it'll look like it was made maybe a year or two ago. It doesn't look like it was made, you know, like Resident Evil 4 was out, say, mid 2000s, so it's about five or six years old, if not a bit more than that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't look it. Radio. Look, what do you think about. Do you think 
the GameCube would be kind of it was kind of a suitable thing for them to revamp it on. Um, yeah, I, th- I didn't actually play it, but I think um, it's probably a fine idea. It did um, good things for Resident Evil because I mean I, I think remake out did the first Resident Evil, so I mean if it's done well, I'm all for it. Cool. Um, final point with uh, Metal Gear. I think I could probably guess, Luke's and what it's going to be. But look, what is your what is your lasting memory from the? Metal he Gear feels series? asleep. Feels asleep, and um, you know the fact that Snake told me I should smoke. So you know, but you know I resisted that. I don't smoke. So. Very good. See, kids, promotion. Don't smoke, and you'll be cool, and you'll go play with turtles. You'll just go drink instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, no, I just get fat on pizza. <laughs> well, there's no complaints to be had about that. There's nothing wrong with eating plenty of pizza. <laughs> um, for me, it's it is again the likes of the whole grammar and the joking and, and all that sort of. But it's my memories of this series have been soured by four, so mm. that's that'll, that's what is what will always remain as my memory in the series, unless there's a drastic change in the way it's worked with this one for the 360 that's coming out but I probably won't even buy that because it has the most you'll probably just go to friends you'll probably come here and play Chris, it can I, can I play this new Metal Gear <laughs> no sort of <laughs> what about you Chris how rubbish riding is is my lasting memory <laughs> uh, apart from that uh, Psycho Mantis and the fact you had to put the controller in port 2 in order to beat him him reading your memory and stuff just things like that the first one had such um innovation at, of its time and it was just like outstanding so that would probably be my um, lasting memories fantastic very good <laughs> I am happy for you <laughs> there is that voice again <laughs> it's because I'm rounding out this segment uh, but uh, very comprehensive I, I think everybody could tell that uh, me and Luke are more the casual fans when it comes to Metal Gear and uh, Chris is the extreme diehard <laughs> I'm not an extreme diehard I hated the fourth one I hated the third one but you still played them plenty <laughs> you still played I them I didn't play the third one much I what? put it on my PS3 and the PS2 version on my PS3 and it actually looked like Solid Snake had really gorged on the pizzas <laughs> But um, have you thought up of a segue for the next segment? <laughs> Not particularly. Um, Metal Gear involves sneaking and cardboard boxes. Cardboard boxes sometimes contain bananas, and then banana peels are used in Mario Kart. Now that, <laughs> I actually have to give you props for that one. That one was very, nice. very good. Very nice. good. But um, obviously, as Chris has uh, explained in his fantastic segue, the next subject to uh, talk about is going to be my choice and that is Mario Kart Super Super Mario Kart then happy now? not particularly but you're never happy but uh, (laughs) we'll talk about Mario Kart when we come back from the break see you then Cowboy Jet! Come on down to the Mario Kart Emporium! 
Mysterium, Pink Glass, Jed. How easy is it to drive in the new Mario Kart Wii game? And Jed says, get behind the wheel. Want to do a flip? Get behind the wheel. Want to pop a wheelie? Get behind the wheel. Want a power slide? Get behind the wheel. Still not convinced? Just look at Jed Jr. This is great, Daddy. Look at that boy. Every Mario Kart Wii comes with a Wii wheel. Rated E for everyone. Let's go racing in Super Mario Kart Funny Car Madness! Only on Super NES, turn the track into a giant mud pit! Or burn rubber on ice, wood, or asphalt! Mix it up with a big boy! Bowser has been put dropping trucks! Yoshi's go-kart really good! Mushrooms, banana peels, turtle shells! Dino-mite! Check your rear view and make a mean test! Or go into battle mode and ruin his day! Choose speed! Fast and way too fast! It's two-player fun on the split screen! Only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System! Now you're playing with power! Super power! And we are back for tonight's final subject. <laughs> I have to announce it, Bruce. Final subject. The main event. <sighs> okay. Anyway, it is Mario Kart. My Nick's tr- disconnected now because of your weird voices. Oh, no, I'm here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to scare Alan because he actually... He actually <laughs> did. <laughs> managed to get me to look. Damn you to hell. <laughs> but, um... My subject for today's uh, show is Mario Kart. Never heard of it. Have you not? No. All right, fair enough. Uh, sure, you've seen that crazy advert, which, <laughs> which kind of was the inspiration. That was awful. To do this. Yeah, break it down for Luke, because he hasn't heard it. Yeah, um, we'll give you the link when we're all done here, but it is this crazy, crazy advert for mm-hmm. Mario Kart uh, on the SNES. And there's effectively this really just over-enthusiastic guy voicing it over. The best way to say it, Luke, is, um, you know the way you have, like, people who do, like, offers, and they're like, going, like, it's Dynamite! And yes, yes. Basically, he says Dynamite in it, and it goes, like, there's two speeds fast and way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and watch Yoshi's, awesome. watch Yoshi's cart really go. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the most insane proper adverts I've seen and I was just insti- I actually thought a fan made it it was that bad it really just <laughs> but it was the thing was it stood out and wanted us to go and talk about this like, let's just talk about the commercial rather than the talk games. about the commercial instead of the yeah. game or games anyway um, we'll dive in here sure and no we'll drive in <sighs> I, no not listening anymore uh <laughs> The SNES was the first version that we got introduced to. Incorrect. Were you not introduced to the first one? No, I was. I just wanted to mess with your mind. I'm going to throw this clipboard at you. Uh, uh, (laughs) Luke, would you like to uh, talk us through your memories of playing... uh, the original uh, Mario Kart on the SNES, uh, was there a race that stood out to you, or was it a battle that you particularly remember? Um, <clears throat> I, I mostly did racing rather than battle, because I'm too terrible of a driver to figure <laughs> out where I'm going with the battle. Like, uh, with the race, a track dictates where I'm going, so, you know, I kind of need that motivational pat on the back. Um, I, I, I did play a lot, a decent amount of the uh, SNES version, as you say, but uh, I was mostly got into it with the uh, Nintendo 64 version. Sweet. 
Um, Mario Kart on the SNES, like I said before, SNES was my first proper console I got, and I played it to death. How it still works when I pull it out every couple of months to work play, I never know. But Mario Kart was just played hours on end, and uh, Chris will point and laugh in the fact that my favourite player... Can you guess, Chris? Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong. Oh, he's sad, man. I love Donkey Kong series. It is fantastic. But he wears a wife beater in that. <laughs> oh. He does. He doesn't wear a tie. He wears a white vest. Yeah. It's like Bruce Willis in Planet of the Apes. <sighs> Shatter my dreams, Chris. Shatter my dreams. <laughs> but uh, it's just the playing the numerous races with my friends. Yes, I had friends who came to my house for this one, Chris. And what did you pay them? Entry fee, five pounds to play Mario Kart. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I, could have, I should have thought of it sooner. You could have cleaned up. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Uh, I just remember playing it with my sister and just basically doing the races. Uh, probably the ghost track... Um, Ghost Valley would be the most memorable one because I remember like either getting the mushroom and flying off the ramp to take a shortcut <laughs> or getting the feather and taking the shortcut as well. But yeah, I would I didn't really do battles that much, did it on the odd occasion. Uh remember like firing the red shells and then trying to like um like spin round in a circle so it wouldn't actually hit you, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, more, as Luke said, more the racing. Um, but sometimes it's fun to go backwards because you got to go forward to go back. Or back to go forward or... Everything. Back to the future. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, there has been so many weapons, I can't actually think of them all, in the uh, Mario Kart series. I know a turtle shell was one of them. That's what I was right about to say. Um would you prefer the boost look, or would you be a shell man? <laughs> oh, oh, come on, what is the point in asking him that question? <laughs> well, you're spot on, I'm a shell man, but that's uh, that's mostly because, like, I like dragging people down with me. Like, if I'm going to lose, I love just, you know, <laughs> screwing up whoever's in front of me. It's, I don't know, it's a sick pleasure, I guess. But yeah, I just, I don't know, there's nothing more fun than somebody just plowing past me and I'm like oh I'll show you and I shove a red <laughs> shell right where the sun don't shine and they go spin <laughs> <laughs> right up, right up the exhaust yeah. pipe yep there you go <laughs> well put I say uh, Chris what about you what was your favourite weapon certainly not the banana peels they were useless um, yeah the red shells obviously were the best ones um <sighs> yeah you can't really go wrong with the red shells to be honest and it's handy. That or the lightning. The lightning you only got on very, very rare occasions. Yeah. Like if you're seventh or eighth, if you're truly terrible, you got the lightning a lot. Alan, did <laughs> you get the lightning a lot? I actually didn't. I got the bananas a lot. <laughs> so I did. Um, you first then. Yeah, the bananas. You get them a lot when you're in first. But uh, you say the bananas are useless, but uh, it's probably because at times I was extremely useless because I always ended up crashing into them, so it didn't spinning around. <laughs> And it's just it got well, like Kelly Minogue. She's spinning around. See what it did there? Yeah, I'm messing with your mind, mind freak. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I prefer shells. You can't go far wrong with. When you think about the um, 
more recent ones, Chris, you're not a fan of the Bullet Bill. No, it's pointless. <laughs> no. The I one that got you from virtually last place up to first place? Yeah, well, don't be in last place then, you don't need it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> don't um, suck that bad that you rely on Bullet Bill. <laughs> hey, Alan? I don't Alan, rely on nothing. I'm talking to you, Alan. <laughs> I'm not, I don't rely on nothing. <laughs> Um, the SNES version has had, uh, well, it had some fantastic tracks, um, which have actually carried over throughout the generations and be it portable or whatever, that sort of stuff. Um, the DS, the GameCube and all that. But was there a particular track, um, do you look, that uh, stood out as a favourite? Um, I agree with Chris about Ghost Valley. Ghost Valley was a lot of fun. Um I'm also fond of uh, Choco Island. Um, that's because I have a sweet tooth, and so you know I'll sit there and get distracted and look at the you know chocolate and stuff, and I'm like, mm, chocolate. And, <laughs> but then you know before I know it, pe- I'm 12th place, and so then I got to start praying for them red and blue shells. So. Oh dear. Um, for me, I was always a fan of the castles and the lava and all that sort of stuff. At Bowser's Castle? Bowser's Castle, You're yeah. You're fa- such a fan, you don't remember what it was called. <laughs> I was about to say it, and you bought in, as you always do. But uh, I, I did end up getting frustrated at times. You'd go over a speed jump and then whack into the wall or get completely crushed to smithereens. But uh, I always managed somehow to... I would end up probably towards last place and then pull it back in that race. I still don't remember how I ever did it. But uh, Chris, what are your what's your favourite track? Um, as Luke said, um, th- obviously the ghost one I said earlier on. Uh, Bowser's Castle and on the GameCube one I especially like the Donkey Kong one. Uh, Yay! The- <laughs> what? <laughs> that um like I mean, was high in that one. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that um you go into the um you go into the thing and it just propels you halfway across the track and then you've to you know, like there's loads of holes for you to fall down and stuff. I hated Rainbow Road. <laughs> that one that just like if if you were on acid or dope or whatever that had to seriously flip Chris, you out. Flip me. <laughs> you just reeled off about two different types of drugs there. Flip me. We're trying to keep it reasonably PG <laughs> okay if you were hopped up on Coca-Cola or Skittles there is that better yes that's more like Skittles. it more like it <laughs> <laughs> taste the rainbow <laughs> Operation Retroshock sponsored by Skittles fruity fruity Skittles <laughs> um, the game if anyone in Skittles is listening please send us some free bags <laughs> oh my eardrums just exploded Chris thank you for that uh <laughs> Uh, the GameCube uh, saw Double Dash make an appearance. This was I was I was tearing my hair out waiting for the release date to arrive for this. Uh, did you like the concept of having uh, two people in the car and getting different power ups as a result of that? For me, Diddy Kong with the um, huge banana missile or something. Sorry, I said missile, did I? <laughs> that sounds wrong again, but uh, you get you get my drift. Uh, what, what is it with the Nintendo characters and their huge missiles? <laughs> Mario, Mario and his shell grenades and all that. Yeah. Um, what What was uh, your... Did you like that look when it comes to the GameCube having the you know difference between having two characters in the cart? Oh, I loved it. Um, I loved being Yoshi and Birdo. 
Uh, that's just me. I, just, I, I, you know, again, me with the anthropomorphic reptiles. But yeah, um, yeah I had I had a ton of fun with those, and the, and there was also a lot of charm in like mixing and matching. You know, throwing you know, uh, the Bowser or Wario on there with Yoshi. Was, yeah, I liked it a lot. Chris, Yoshi and Mario. Yoshi fired the egg, and Mario fired the fireballs. So they would be my two favourites. Um, can't really think of many others. To be obviously, Don- Donkey Kong had the huge banana, which he would drop or throw ahead of him. But they're the only ones I can really remember what power-ups they actually had. Because obviously, Yoshi and Mario are your favourites, and that anyway. So you would only remember your favourites. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The DS and Wii were obviously these are the ones that uh, a lot of the younger kids nowadays have got the experience. There's you know a reasonable wait for the kids to get a hold of this one. Um, this is kind of a stumbling point for me in the fact that I wasn't a fan of it. But uh, look, did you think it was a good idea to use the Wii remote when it comes to Mario Kart? Um, obviously, it meant you could use the racing wheel, but obviously there are still people that wouldn't have got the racing wheel and. You know, we hands be clutching around the controller and having cramp. But um, did you use the Wii remote, or did you use something like the classical controller? Um, I used the nunchuck. Um, it took a little getting used to, but I, you know, it didn't take long. Um, I was terrible with the wheel. I tried, I tried, but I, I bombed with it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, there I am, like driving in the wrong direction constantly. Um, but yeah, I, the nunchuck didn't take too long for me to get used to. Did okay with it, I suppose. <laughs> I was pretty awful with the wheel and the controller itself. Uh, I got a bit of a hang of it, but I found it was slightly too sensitive at certain points. Um, I remember it was quite funny when uh, one stage we did a charity event and work, and all the wee kids would get a turn to do a fastest lap. And I think it was Luigi's circuit. And they would just ply into walls and all that sort of stuff. And you'd be like, yeah, you're kind of contro- holding the controller wrong. But um, for me, when I played this, I was more a fan of the old, you know, classic controller because it reminded me of the original SNES. But um, each has its pros and cons. What was your favourite, Chris? I didn't mind any. I would play with the wheel. Um, if I was just playing one player, if somebody else wanted to use the wheel, I could use the classic controller or GameCube controller. I was a master of all trades. Whether I was a master of racing or not, it's a different matter. But um, yeah, the wheel, I could certainly just um, use that and would normally use that if I was just playing the game by myself. Sweet. Um, obviously, nowadays. Um GameCube did hook up the internet, but like for one game, so that doesn't Fantasy really count. Star. Exactly. Um, but nowadays, with the DS and the Wii, you have easily the ability to wirelessly go online and all that sort of stuff. Um, it was fun to go online, I found, but did this make the game even better? Um, what do you think, Luke? Um, I don't do a whole lot of online play. Um, but from what I have done, it is fun. Yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons everywhere. Of course, you know, you yeah. run into trolls and other schmoes like that. But, you know, <laughs> if you, you know, wanted to, you know, play with a friend, you know, like if, you know, I wanted to play with one of you guys or something, that could be a whole lot. That, that could be lots of fun. Yeah, because the thing I found with playing online is you always get uh, 
when it comes to a game that's originated from the likes of Japan or you know China, Asia, that sort of region, and they've had the game about six to seven months before either the US or the UK has got it, you go online and they are a rocket ship, and you're like, I have no chance of catching them. But they it's smoke like, you. Yeah, you get absolutely smoked. And it's more than likely some five-year-old Japanese child <laughs> sitting in his room, and you're like, I should be whopping this kid. But then it's the old idea of when you were young and you would beat your parents if they played a game with you, and you'd be like, yeah, I beat you. And then you're like, no, I'm on the opposite end of this, and it's not fun. But uh, the idea of um, me and Chris did it with Smash Brothers going online and actually playing with one another, and it's when it's a group of friends, that's what makes Mario Kart fun. So it is. What did you think, Chris? Um, with the Wii, I thought it was very good fun. The fact that you could play up to like 12 people and you get to see their maze and what they look like. You know, you get somebody from Mexico, you get somebody from Japan, you get somebody from America, and then you get a Canadian, what's that about? And then you get somebody else, somebody <laughs> else. But it's just, I mean, I had a couple of races, not to toot my own Mario Kart horn, but toot toot. Um, and I won. Uh, like three races and then I went I must leave now because I'm won <laughs> you wanted to leave with a 100% record <laughs> exactly you crazy fool um, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning because again biasy but uh, look did you have a favourite character to um, have as your driver so to speak not yes. Donkey Kong <laughs> Yoshi Yoshi yay yep and have Yoshi <laughs> what about you Chris um, in the snares one, I was probably Toad or Koopa Trooper because right. they were the fastest one. And you've always pl- you've always played as Toad when I've raced you. I and he goes, oh, I'm the best. <laughs> awesome. Right. Whoa, that's scary. Are you high on mushroom? Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> oh, you're naming all, you're naming drugs. You, I know, you're I'm, the only, I'm the one who complains about it, yeah. and then I go. I'm surprised we didn't touch on all the weed in uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Well, speaking of mushrooms, anyway, um, we got to the root of that problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, uh, as you mentioned, Toad, that reminds me of Robot Chicken again. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. The uh, play on what was it? The transporter. Yeah. So it was. Uh, where Toad is the getaway driver for all these bank robbers and he says I've only accounted for like three people and so they shoot the fourth guy <laughs> yeah. and they're driving away and the police are chasing after them and uh, one of the guys goes hey what's this button do he's like don't press it and he presses it and it's the home and shell yeah it's the blue shell yeah. and it just blows them up and he's like damn it <laughs> <laughs> that's more blipping you have to do now oh why WWE Alan they always go whenever they're saying those two words yeah, I, I believe myself. Fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned who was your favourite combo, obviously on the GameCube. But was yes. there? Did you go back to Toad for the Wii mainly? Was it? Mm, yeah, you, uh, probably Toad or Yoshi. Blossle, bang, <laughs> freak. Nice. <laughs> um, lastly, for Mario Kart, uh, do we think twenty years from now? Um, people will fondly look back on it obviously um, more than likely we'll look back fondly on it um, but how do you think uh, everybody will look back at the game in 20 years Luke? Um, <clears throat> I think um, I think 
it will stand the test of time um, simply because like they keep making one for you know console after console and in my opinion anyway they've been you know home runs each time I've never had a serious complaint about a Mario Kart installment um, so yeah I, I think it will be remembered fondly um, for me I think the thing that has stood uh, Mario Kart well and the reason it will be remembered fondly is that Nintendo, unlike certain games, um, have never rushed Mario Kart. No, in my opinion. It, you know, we had the SNES, and then it, you know took to the GameCube and the N sixty four. You know, it was it's per generation. Yes, you know, it's they go every, per generation. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't just go um, right. We're going to release a uh, second Mario Kart for this console. They just go to the next generation, and I think that you know does it well like for them. but I don't understand why they haven't brought out like say obviously the Mario Kart for the DS has been out for ages but mm-hmm. I don't understand why they haven't revamped like the GameCube version or mm-hmm. something like that and obviously with the Wii you can get or with the uh, DS you can get like that action loop thing which is like a rumble feature or if you remember like Yoshi Touch and Go for the I think we should uh, for the Game Boy that you had to tilt it yeah well why don't you bring like minimize the Wii version that has that sensor built in and put that on the DS and then you know like you have to kind of move the DS around to move your car something funky like that funky like a monkey that's right Dusty Rose funky like a monkey yeah, funky like a monkey God <laughs> <laughs> alive but Randy Savage oh yeah dig it Oh, uh, don't don't start don't start with the crazy uh, wrestling voices because we'll just go off on one. Yeah, I'll just be requesting them and all night. I will. Anyway, that is uh, Mario Kart. So we're going to begin our roundup of the show. And uh, well, Chris, um, will we make the announcement now? Yes. Well, um, as everybody will have heard in our last episode. Uh, we discussed Thundercats. Oh! Yes. Oh. I've got my two by four here, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yep, Jim Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fan of Thundercats in the world, alongside Lita. <laughs> <laughs> um, we mentioned the possibilities in the last episode. Uh, and uh, Chris received an email recently to uh, deal with this uh, individual, and uh, this person has agreed that they will come on the show in a future episode, and that is uh, Mr. Larry Kenny. The voice of Lionel. Uh-huh. So wow. we are going to be talking to Lionel, which is just so surreal, uh, that we're going to be, honestly, with... Master Universe Chronicles, I talk to people who've worked on various shows and stuff, but I'm getting getting to talk to a voice actor, a guy who has voiced one of the, probably one of the most recognisable characters from the 80s and stuff, and obviously in Family Guy as well, as as Lionel, Um, so hearing his thoughts on Thundercats and you know, voices and things like that. So, uh, what do you think of that, Luke? Obviously, we were keeping that a close guarded secret, and uh, you're actually the first person to hear, besides all the listeners. Nice, nice. That should be sweet, man. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm quite. I was shocked when Chris turned around and said, "He's." You were shell shocked. Yay! <laughs> 
Mr. Halleck, while you're here, is there any questions that you would like us to ask Lionel? Um, I'd, I, I'd like a claw shield. <laughs> <laughs> would you provide can, us? <laughs> yeah. If he can spare one, I'd really, really be happy with it. <laughs> we'll ask him, but I don't think he may we'll have We'll see one. what we can do. Okay, he may draw you one. Um, but before we round up, um, Luke, obviously you're a main man of Pop Culture Network, uh, one of the the many contributors and one of the great contributors, like ourselves. Um, <laughs> so feel free, the floor is yours, to promote whatever you need to. And Alan and I would like to thank you for taking the time to discuss uh, some of your fond memories to do with games. It's been nice to sit down and talk to you. Um, so the floor is yours, my friends. No pleasure's been all mine, man. I really appreciate it. Um... If anybody's down with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, make sure you check out um, Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk. You can only find it on Pop Culture Network. Every week I go over a vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy figure vehicle. It can be pretty much anything. It's, I'm, I usually stick to the uh, 1987 line because, um, you know, 2003 wasn't that long ago, so it doesn't really feel retro. <laughs> but, I mean, it's you know, still an awesome line. Sometimes I compare the two, but, um, yeah, by all means, check it out. If you're into Turtles, you may like it. Fantastic. Definitely yes. check it out. Definitely. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anybody who's listening to this will no doubt be familiar with pop culture, so uh, it's not hard to uh, miss Re- Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk because uh, all the buttons are there at the top of the... Uh, Who designed all those buttons? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. I designed them all. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, obviously, um, Luke, it hasn't been long since you've started doing the videos, has it been? No, uh, yeah, it hasn't been long. Uh, gosh, I started doing them a few months ago. It's kind of a hit the ground running thing. Um, everything I, I know, I learned just from watching. Um, you know, Pixel Dan and Duvall and Dirt and Scotty Cash and Killen, they're they're all great at doing videos. Um, if it wasn't for that new toy smell, there wouldn't be a Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk. Um, everything I know, I learned from them. Um, because that's the thing, is um, everybody realizes with Pop Culture Network is it's kind of all just grown and grown and grown and grown crazily, especially in the last, I would say, six months to a year, because obviously the whole idea with pop culture was to bring everybody together. Yeah. So I think it brought, say, Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, it brought you with your masters just all onto one site, because yeah. it originally just used to be dirt with uh, LockerRoomHQ.com with his wrestling radio, and it used to be like the, that new toy smell side of it. But it's just, it's fantastic the fact that we've all got it on the same site and it allows everybody to come to one place. Well, there's so many crossovers because there's been, obviously there's us and then Radical Retro yes. Turtle Toy Talk. And then um, Luke has also crossed over with Rob Bass, so have I. Um, Nobody I would, loves me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would love it for to be a It Figures pop culture network crossover where you have the likes of say Pixel Dan, Duvall and a couple others and then you have say Sween Halleck, you, me Rob Bass and somebody else <laughs> That would be um, a cluster muck so to say but I would say it would be quite I, I had to stop myself that time but I still think it would probably be 
very entertaining. If you go it back, if you go what it figures is like for say about five people, then um, goodness is what it'll be like with close to ten. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that'd be hilarious. We should do our own. We should do. All the contributors should do our own one called It Doesn't Figure. <laughs> <laughs> and then we should get that uploaded every Wednesday after It Figures. <laughs> I think that'll be... I'm going to pitch that to people and say, would you want to do a, a, something to do It Doesn't Figure where we don't talk about figures, we talk about something else. <laughs> it might crash and burn, Chris. It might crash and burn. Give me ho- hope. <laughs> False hope, but give me some kind of hope. But anyway, we need to round up. We need to thank Luke, and then we need to um, say bye bye to people. Say bye byes. Okay. Anyway, um, we will give you a final thank you, Luke, for appearing on the show. It has been absolutely fantastic to have you here. Well, thank you. The pleasure's been all mine. Like I said. Okay. Hopefully, we'll have him on at some stage, but um, he'll need to need to send us some more moolah. <laughs> <laughs> that other stuff, that other stuff looked dodgy to me. That check just bounces straight out of my uh, bag. But um, I'm already broke. Take <laughs> <laughs> everything with that last one. <laughs> um, but yeah um, head over to Pop Culture Network join the forums there's a thread there for Operation Retroshock um, so post in there what you'd like to see in the show um, obviously um, we'll have another competition coming up soon because in my it's... birthday show in the next episode yay <laughs> <laughs> you have to come on Chris it's going to be my birthday show be happy please no, because I have to buy you something. Like, I don't want that. I've already got that. I don't want it. Um, so, yeah. So, if anyone wants to send Alan something, um, please don't. Send it to me instead. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's... Uh, just uh, thanks for listening. Um, posting the forums, etc. Um, you can leave us a voicemail on my Skype, uh, Vinto three one six, or you can email us at vintoman at popculturenetwork dot com or Alan Price at popculturenetwork dot com. Or if you want to email Luke and say how awesome. how radical, <laughs> I was going to say how radical radical retro turtle toy talk is. Um, you can email him at swainhalleck at popculturenetwork dot com. Would that be correct, sir? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It is. So, uh, thank you all for listening. I've been Alan Price. I'm still Chris Fint. Uh, and he is. Sweet Hall. Bye bye. Bye. Later. Yo, it's the green machine. Gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming it, jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody let's move. Vanilla is filled with a new jack groove. Gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the ninja turtle face.
drop that you like a lot. You know it's 